What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Freehand Radio. I'm your host, Moody Marv. Today, we are joined by the one and only Drewby. He handles partnerships, strategic partnerships and branding, and also has the printing and all the things that you need to make dope-ass clothing over at Cryptoon Goons. This is one that we really get to learn the, the mechanics and what happens behind the scenes uh, when making, you know, clothing and the printing process, but also, you know, what goes into, you know, developing the strategies for brands and partnerships. And I think it's a, just a great episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. I'll see you guys next time. Enjoy this episode. Peace. Yo, 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 yo. What's going on, everyone? Super excited to have Drew in the house. As always, these episodes are recorded so that way you can listen to them on Spotify, Apple podcast services around the world. Recently, we just had Warren. His episode is out right now on Spotify. So make sure to go tap into that. Drew, what's going on? How are you today? Yo, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing fantastic, dude. I've been really looking forward to this because I feel like I have a lot to learn about you, a lot from you. And I think you just have so much like wisdom and just like experience in not just NFTs, but I think, you know, building a brand and really doing what you've done is just remarkable. So like for those in the crowd and including myself, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sorry, I'm very <laughs> amateur at this whole spaces thing. Uh, oh, good. <laughs> um, definitely, yeah. So um, I'm from upstate New York. Um, that's where like the main facilities for all of the goon production happens. Um, we basically have a warehouse and fulfillment company that has been through a couple of stages, but I've been screen printing in general for about 10 years and kind of everything else has just grown out of that. Mm. And uh, now we work with a ton of super cool music artists, clothing companies, um, alcohol brands. And uh, yeah, it's been awesome because like one, it's really fun to just make cool stuff for cool people. But also it's, it's taught me a lot of things that I can then, you know, pull and use for my um, various other ventures on the side. Sounds like you, uh, you're really, really busy, especially with like what you do with um, uh, the print hub. Like that's really cool that you're based out of New York. I'm in Massachusetts, so you're not too far from me whatsoever, man. But like from what I heard from Warren, I'd love to hear your side, like uh, how you got introduced to NFTs, because correct me if I'm wrong, like you were a little hesitant uh, about NFTs and then you kind of got sucked in all at once. I'd love to hear your journey from what you've done from the physical and now landing into the world of digital. Definitely. Yeah. So I've been boys for Sean, with Sean for a while. Um, we used to be roommates and then we both moved into this like weird art commune building thing um, together. And so me and him were starting like uh, an apparel line together while he was doing goons and a bunch of other cool art stuff while he just wasn't able to tattoo because of the pandemic. And um, when he launched it, goons were like my first NFT. Um, and I basically just bought it because um, I've been like, doing crypto for a while in the form of literally just buying it and letting it sit there so i was like i'll 
support the homie. I got some fucking ETH sitting in a wallet, <laughs> so I uh, bought it. And um, then stuff c- kind of started popping off. And like on the initial roadmap, they had like they were gonna do merchandise and this stuff. And like he honestly like didn't even plan on it selling out. Period. So I don't think he kind of like had a full on plan for any of this even needing to be a thing. You know what I mean? Mm. And so once they hit the the apparel part, he was like, well, can you uh, help me with this? And I was like, yeah, definitely. And so we started working on all that stuff. And then he was like, then he was kind of like hinting that he wanted me to be involved. And I was kind of just like, I already have like a skate shop a festival like at the same time we were still planning on launching this other brand and i was like i just don't think this is like something that i uh feel like the time investment it would take would be like worth it you know yeah and then um he was like well just come to art basil like we'll hook it up you can at least meet everybody and kind of see what it's about and like i've already gone to basil and love it so i was like all right i'll definitely at least do that um and basically what kind of got me like fully just changed my mind is one of the nights um they just posted in a discord and we're like hey we're gonna be at this spot we'll open up a tab if any goons are at basil like come chill that's and that was probably like 12 hours before we pulled up and like we got there we were obviously like hella hungover just like sitting there drinking chilling with us basically and then like slowly it was like a group of two came then a group of five then somebody that drove eight hours and then next thing you know within like 12 hours notice there's like 40 some people here and um that's kind of crazy when you think about it and especially like i said going through like working with a ton of big brands and stuff like that it's like i think some of them would have like a difficult time getting 20 people 30 people and then more into a spot with a 12 hours notice Mm. Uh, so that's kind of what got me into it and then like really seeing like the community and how much they supported everything in person it was just super super cool and now like that i actually have learned about it um you know the the technology and the mixing of nfts and wearables and verification of garments and all that kind of stuff there's like a fucking crazy crazy amount of opportunities that i don't think have even been touched yet so now obviously i'm like full in and i would say i'm almost like 50 50 as far as goons and everything else that i'm doing so um i i changed my mind on it not being worth putting the uh time in for sure oh totally and like uh, you know there's so much i want to talk about like especially with you know the clothing because uh i I'll, I'll eventually get to that but you know you you talked a little bit about you know the power of live events and you know what's crazy is that you know i got into nfts just like at the end of february and it's been a whirlwind for sure and the first nft event i ever went to was nft nyc and 
like you said, it's mind blowing, right? You know, right now the bear market's the bear market, but when you go to these live events, you kind of like, I, I almost said to myself, like, how could this fail? Like, like what we're building, when I look around, it's crazy because I landed in New York and the first thing I went was to the Urban Outfitters event and just seeing the lines of people, the amount of people, people getting their t-shirts, the goon statue, like seeing everything. And then, you know, there was the Star Catchers event. And then later on, you know, I went to the, the, the boat event, then the soccer event and everything. And I, the entire time I'm looking around, I'm like, there's so many people here, but like in the grand scheme of the world, like NFTs are such a niche and it's crazy. Like now, like I'm wearing like my goons clothes and people ask me like, where do you get it? Like, that's so nice. Like the quality is like uh, bar none, like it's unbelievable. But before we get into the clothing, like I want to hear your thoughts about the power of live events. I think it's, it's incredible. And like goons does it so, so fucking well. I'd love to hear like just your overall opinion and thoughts about live events. Definitely. Yeah, that's honestly um, one of my favorite parts of being a part of this project because that's something I've been doing for a very long time. And it's, um, it's definitely brought to another level um, with NFTs, I think, because of the community at least in the past you know there was a lot of funding for it um mm. and uh it there's honestly nothing cooler than getting a group of people together that wouldn't normally hang out and put them all in the same space and they all vibe super hard um that's like one thing i really like about like skateboarding and doing stuff with those events too is because it's like there's if you look at how everyone's dressed and maybe like what their favorite fucking movies are and whatever all the people are probably a very wide range to the music they listen to whatever but they have this one like common ground that they're super passionate about and that's like more than enough for them to become like boys and that was what's like really cool to see in the NFT space, because even like when we did um, the brunch at uh, me and some of my friends' coffee shop in uh, Williamsburg, um, they, and not even in an offensive way, but like after everyone left, they were like, honestly, like that's like not what I expected this was. Oh, be. yeah. Because, you know, there was, you know, people that are in tech, people that were in shoes, people that were into this, and they're all in this space of like 20 people and they're all having a great time chilling. And I think that's also like a lot of what will help bring more of like the normies or whatever you want to call it into the space is seeing that stuff because it is, I mean, it's a little easier now because it's not four grand or whatever. But it's very hard to explain. I mean, I have a, a decent amount of homies or acquaintances or whatever you want to say. Out of all of those people and like business acquaintance, whatever, whatever, literally like less than 2% are probably into NFTs. And it's like, I'm talking people from that have 
got crypto 10 years ago to people that have their own storefronts to whatever. And it's because like, it's very hard to just be like, and to the average person, it's like, this picture isn't worth that. And like, in reality, no, it's not. What you're in theory paying for is to be a part of a growing brand, even though they're not assets. You're paying for, it's like a mix of like your favorite clothing company or community or whatever their like specific niches and then if they are into all these live events or whatever like for us it's like we're the mix of like your favorite street for a brand and soho house because it's like you have this thing that gives you exclusive discounts and exclusive items for all the clothes and then throughout the year you have these crazy sick events and gifting bags and all of this stuff and some people we even you know flew to these events and it's like that one event if it was like something you had to pay for is a couple hundred bucks by itself you know let alone all the other stuff we're doing with the mystery boxes or whatever so that's why i think the live events are so important um is more honestly for like onboarding more of like the regular populace because then they actually can see something that comes from these pictures you know or whatever you want to call it no totally and uh you know speaking about like onboarding like the like normies if you will um one thing i will say is the clothing like it is some if not it's and i'm not trying to say this because like i'm wearing it right now but it is probably some of the best material and like just overall like fitting clothing that I wear. I think I wear Goons clothes more than anything. The only thing I'm missing from Goons right now are joggers. Can we can we put joggers on the on the menu, please? I I can let you know 100% low league action that there will be some options. Um, in that department before the year is over, for sure. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Now now I got so excited. I, I, I think I pulled the slogs, and I think I just, like, busted everywhere. No, I'm just... I'm, I'm, <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm stoked. No, seriously, because I look at my clothing, and, like, I wear sweatpants and jeans and, like, a little bit of, like, shorts. Like, my Krypton uh, Goon shorts, the black ones that recently came out, are some of my favorite and like I wear a lot of like you know Nikes I have some New Balances some street shoes like uh, my dunks and stuff and I'm like damn like the only thing I need right now are like goons joggers and it'll pull out the fit um where does the inspiration come from like in terms of like uh the streetwear I'd love to hear that do you work on the design aspect or more of the production yeah so it's pretty much um I will say I, I have to give Sean more of the credit because he actually makes the shit happen. Mm. Uh, but a lot of it is basically like I can even, for example, like, um, shit, I don't know how to pin a tweet. Uh, I got you. If you tell me where it is, I can pin it. <laughs> if you do the uh, complex con announcement, I can basically like run you through how we did that, and that's basically how we do like every any type of graphic that's for like the streetwear um, side of things. 
damn it, Warren. He tweets so much from the Jordan yeah. <laughs> Warren, why do you have to do such a good job? Oh, here he comes. Here he comes. We, if I'm just going to be Warren here to pin things. He that's comes all. to the stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm so thankful for the team, because I'm very good at only, like, a couple things, and then they just do all the other shit for me. Oh, God, you guys have a stacked team, like, 100%. But I would love to hear, like, your your side of, like, when it comes to production and the clothing. I, I'm super fascinated from that because um, growing up, or actually not growing up, a couple years ago, I think I told Warren this, I ran a clothing company with my younger brother. It was a fitness apparel. And, um, like, getting materials, getting the clothing, making sure everything fits and feels right, it's such... Uh, it, it's so time consuming and it takes a lot of hard work. So I, I definitely want to give you your flowers for that because it's not easy. But I'd love to hear your side of, um, you know, the production. Yeah, definitely. So basically, like with, you know, this graphic or like the stuff we did with Bored and Hungry, um, I'll start by like going through and grabbing like a mood board and like inspiration for Sean. So, like, this graphic technically started from a, like, 80s World Fair poster. And then he took some aspect of that and then basically made it, like, into, like, goonified or whatever you want to call it. Mm. And then with, like, Bored and Hungry, we're going through, like, old McDonald's ads and Taco Bell and pulling, like, colors and different things like that. And then we'll take it and start making a bunch of graphics. And then once we start, basically, I never have him draw anything in full. He just starts by, like, sketching a lot of different shit. And then I'll be like, oh, okay, this is sick, but, like, we're going to use this as a sleeve. So make it, like, longer and less wide and add these elements. Or, oh, this will be good for a back, but you need to pull elements for a front. And however that process goes, however long it takes, you know, sometimes you start with like 20 and you whittle it down to three. Sometimes you start with six and you get all six. Like it's just however we're feeling. Um, and basically also like how much fucking time we have, um, to get shit out. Cause sometimes it's a little bit quicker than normal. Um, so, so then that's like really involved. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. No, it, it is a process. And it's even like, you know, we're, I think this upcoming season is a little bit more of what we will be doing in the long term because it's like, while we were doing the apparel, we were also figuring out the structures and then that like so much stuff so like this year was really just like figuring out how to run this business because mm. none of us have run an e-company before so and obviously we were still able to do a ton of cool stuff in that time um but now that we've got a lot of that stuff more locked in i think um you're gonna even see uh, a, a crazier increase in how sick the stuff we're making is uh, moving forward and I think everything that we've made thus far has been pretty insane. So it'll be fun for everybody to watch and grow with us as we continue to 
bang this stuff out. And then on the production side, basically once we get the graphics finished, that's when I go into sourcing products. And if you have a lot of stuff, you'll probably notice like some hoodies are different weights. Some of the t-shirts fit a little different. And a lot of that is literally just because it's like certain garments I want. Like we have a blank that we haven't used um, coming up in the next collection. And it's because it's like, I wanted this to feel like super vintagey. And so we got that blank and then some of it's oversized, some of it's heavier weights, depending on the season. Um, so all of that is pretty much based on like seasonality and like how we want the graphic to be basically represented. And then after that, we just, the, the easiest part for me is just printing the stuff because we do a couple thousand shirts every day so once it gets depressed that's that's when uh the stress is relieved i would say one thing that i didn't know so i i do photography for johnny cupcakes out of boston and like one thing that i like didn't realize was you know because of the pandemic the shortage of certain materials certain fabrics uh has that ever been an obstacle that you've had to overcome for goons and if so, like, how did you overcome that? How do you source your material? Like, let's say something's out of stock or something that you're looking for isn't there. Um, and I know this is super nerdy and gritty, but like, I'd love to hear like how, how you handle that on the back end. Um, basically, we stopped doing pre-sales. That was the only time there was a, a, a big uh, issue is because we didn't really know how it was going to go. Um, so we did a pre-sale, sold way more than we thought, and then they just weren't available. And then at that point, it's just you have to ask everybody if you want a refund or if you want to wait. Pretty much everybody wanted to wait. So then we shipped them all the stuff besides whatever they were missing. Then that manufacturer tells me it's going to be here in a month then it doesn't come in a month so i have to reach out again and then it ends up i don't remember how long it was but i think it was only one piece thank god mm. but i think it was like ended up being three months and because what we like especially with the first drop but literally with all the drops it's like my biggest thing is like if i'm selling you something i want it to be regardless of the graphic being sick if you your eyes were closed like that's the one you're gonna pick because it's like the best quality thing in your drawer or your closet or whatever um so it's like there weren't really replacement options because the blanks that we get are like top tier shit and so it's like i can't really be like oh well there's no Gildan shirts, I'll get Hanes, or there's no whatever, and I'll get this instead. So um, that's pretty much how we avoided it. And then basically going forward, it was, we would just, as we're doing these designs and stuff, we're just basing it on stuff that's available. Um, so on the apparel side, it hasn't been too bad. Um, what's been more, uh, the issue is like some of like the accessories and like the cut and sew and like anything that we've been making from scratch, um, 
that has been like uh, a nightmare and will probably continue to be a nightmare for the next like year and a half. So, um, but just from having a lot of experience in the industry, the, the key to a lot of that stuff is just like knowing it's going on, ordering it way faster than you need it. Like for instance, we're probably, cause we're going to be doing um, some really crazy, like custom ass shorts and shit. It's like, we're ordering those in December. If they happen to come on time, cool. Then we have a ton of time to like promote them and take cool shots and videos or whatever. When they don't come on time, that's fine because now we won't be missing the whole summer, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, I'll say this, like, from everything that I've gotten from the goons, it's been some, if not, it is my favorite clothing. Like, I get asked nonstop, you know, you know, where, what is it? Where do I get one? And then they come and touch, like, the shirt or, like, the the hoodies, and they're just, like, blown away by, like, how nice the material is. So, like, kudos to you. Kudos for, like, your experience and everything. But, you know, the printing is only half of what you do. You also focus on brand strategizing and partnerships i'd love to hear a little bit about like the some of the things that you're able to share of course like some of the partnerships and deals um that you've done you know in terms of branding and strategizing for the goons because um one thing that like i keep an eye out especially like some of the the nfts that i hold in the communities i'm heavily a part of is like things that they're doing outside of just the digital aspect, like the clothing, like the quality clothing, the urban outfitters thing. I love to hear a little bit of like some of the, the partnerships that you've been a part of um, and how you even go about those, man. Definitely. Um, I think, uh, let me think a second so I don't say some shit I'm not supposed to. <laughs> uh, um, And of so, course, I want to be mindful. So, like, if if we're if we're on treacherous waters, I want to be careful. Yeah, no, no, you're good. And like, if I say something, I say it. It's on me anyway. Um, I think like what the most interesting a part of it, and I can like give like one example, um, is like NFTs are so different than anything else I've been doing because it is you are building. So much in public with your community also with the people that are outside your community and things like that so like i remember um like i think at some point this is why i'm like super cautious about it like ryan like said something about urban outfitters maybe in like january and like everybody would kind of bring it up every once in a while, like, what's good with this? What's good with this? And, like, I literally told everybody on the team, like, you're literally not allowed to say anything anymore ever until I tell you you can, you know? So then for, like, Mad Long, we kind of just had to be, like, I think Ryan was just saying, like, no comment, or I forget exactly what he was saying. Um, But it's, like, because those deals are not, like, a, like, two-day thing you know what I mean and you're talking about things that we're doing like yes at NFTNYC but also like because we're like like they're not bringing us on for like a one-time thing so it's like what are we doing for this to like let people know it's happening but what are we doing for the next like 12 plus months 
and things like that. So it's like, yes, like we were all aware of like it's going to happen, but there was nothing we could really report because it's like, yo, there's so many different things that we're working on. Um, so I think that part is really funny because normally you would just not say anything until it happened. But then I feel like we're like kind of breaking our promise of like billing in public, updating our holders, things like that. And then like we're going through something kind of similar because it's like we did the stuff with DraftKings as far as like the photo shoot because we thought it like fit really well. And then now it's like, okay, like what's next? And again, it's like, we have NDA signed. We talk to them very frequently, but we can't really relay much more information yet. So it's like really funny, um, that whole process. Um, but I also think it's fun because it's like cool to be able to like, I, that's like, it's, it's just sick to be like getting on a space or we have like a community call tonight in discord and just being able to like talk to a ton of people that are super supportive of the brand about what we're doing. Cause it's like, I have a ton of brands I love and I would love to be able to like jump into like an update call. And that is obviously not even remotely possible, you know? So it's, it's, I think that's like a really cool thing in NFTs that are obviously another thing that kind of sets it apart besides just like being a brand. Cause like in reality, um, we probably could just be like a clothing brand and nothing else. And I think we would do fine cause everything's fucking sick. So it's like having all of the other stuff is like what makes it different, you know? Cause I like, like a lot of people, I remember when we were first starting out and like before now everyone's doing some type of apparel, some better than others, whatever. Um, but I remember sometimes, you know, I get a comment and I get like fired up because uh, someone would like tweet something and be like, oh, like you're just selling stuff to your holders and like taking more of their money. And it's like, bro, what are you talking about? Because it's like one we are giving a fucking crazy discount that is like borderline like black friday sales level constantly mm -hmm. and so it's not like we're making stupid money off it anyway and two it's like how many brands do you buy from frequently that you don't benefit if they do well they don't talk to you they don't give you fucking free events and free raffles and all of this stuff. So it's just like so funny um, to me how like now that obviously the totally unsustainable market that we were in a while ago, however sick it was, if you played it right. Um, I think it's really nice now that like real businesses, real brands, real communities can kind of shine a little bit harder because now you can't like flip anything pre-reveal for one ETH, you know? Yeah. No, and it's it's important, like you mentioned, like you have to think of it as from a, a business mindset. And, you know, I think about, you know, just this week, right, we had the conversation or uh, there was the space with star catchers and they're moving to 0% royalties and 
think about other avenues of revenue streams. And I think that's incredibly important. Like, um, like you mentioned, like a business or a project can't sustain life based off solely royalties, like thinking about other ways to grow the business, the enterprise. And like, that's why I like hold my crypting goon. I love my crypting goons because you guys are thinking outside of the box and thinking about ways to grow beyond just, you know, just royalties and thinking about ways that um, crypting goons can exist in other avenues. For you, like, what do you think would be the next big step that, you know, of course, what you can share? I feel like anytime I have a question, I'm like, what can we share? Or like, what do you want like crypto moons to, to be like in a year or two from now? Because like you said, you went from, you know, this avenue of like, what's an NFT? I'm just doing it to support my homie. And then you see it in real life and you're like, there's something special here. Like, what do you think the the, the future of crypto moons uh, would look like in an ideal world. Definitely. I mean, I think the the biggest thing that I would like to see is us helping NFTs like not be a corny word. Because like right now, in a lot of like the circles that I'm in, it's like like no one cares or what you know. It's like some like nerd shit or whatever you want to call it and i think we are really like in a special position um that not a ton of other nfts are just from like our connections our ability to execute the people that we know before this whole shit started um to really just like be like the quote-unquote like coolest like core brand in nfts because it's like we literally did like not pay and like there's all this stuff that we did that you know would be considered quote unquote like core if you're from like a different industry or whatever and like i'm super stoked that everyone on the team really has those values as well um and so I think that, like, to me is, like, I would just love to be, like, the the brand that the fucking skate kids or snowboarders or whatever, like, the streetwear, whatever you want to call them is fine. But, like, I want to be, like, the first brand that, like, my friends or, like, the people that I look up to or whatever make that jump to not just because i have like homies that like don't give a fuck about nfts that will still buy the shit because it's dope you know but i want to be like the brand that's bringing those type of people not even just into the clothes even though it's good that we have a mass appeal because it's good for our ip it's good for our holders etc um but I want to get to the point where, like, we're the ones where those type of people be like, okay, now I get what NFTs are because these people have shown me. Um, so I think that's really my personal goal for next year is to kind of get the, like, pump it dump, their worthless, whatever connotation out of, like, the people that I normally associate with brain just by the way we run our business 
No, and I think what the way that Cryptoongoons is doing it, like, is so brilliant. You know, the way that you're delivering live events, the way that you're providing exposure um, with clothing, especially partnerships with like the Urban Outfitters and like what we saw in an IRL and at, at future events. I'm I'm personally so stoked, and I could totally see. Krypton Goons continue to evolve. Like even when I saw on the web store, you know, the dice and thinking about different ways that you can tap into different markets, I think is so brilliant. Like with your experience, especially now having worked with like Krypton Goons, working in merchandise and product development, and then you know just strategizing brands, I think there is a lot to be learned. You know how to navigate those conversations. You know, what advice would you give to, you know, whether it's an individual who's starting a business or a team, you know, to help develop those strategies and partnerships? Like, how how do you even go about that? I always feel like a lot of people just see like a partnership happen. It's like there's a lot of work to happen behind the scenes. But how do you even kickstart those conversations? I think the biggest part and whether it's partnerships, collabs, your own business, the biggest thing is like you have to be providing something to the people you're talking to or there's no reason for them to respond really where whether it's like for us our biggest thing i would say is like our ability to execute on a high level with events and apparel so if we're talking to, you know, web two brands and it's like, Hey, this is what we've done in the past. We are a web three brand. You're already familiar with what these type of events do for a brand at these different type of things, whether it's because everybody, that's what I think is also funny. Just like with some of the terms are like, collaborations or whatever in the NFT space, I think are not really, I was like very confused for a long time, but it's like all of these things already existed. You know what I mean? Like live events during fashion week, I've been a part of those forever. The stuff at complex con, I've been there agenda or whatever. So it's like all the web two brands are already familiar with all this stuff. And I think if you almost come at them more at it from that angle of what they're familiar with, and then you pull in the, and we're a Web3 brand, we've noticed that you're interested in getting like your toes in, this is how we can introduce you to our community of X or whatever. But it's like, if you start out those type of conversations with, we have this much volume and da, 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 open sea and blah, blah, blah. It's like, they don't even know what the fuck that means. So it doesn't really help provide any context for anything. Um, so that's what's helped us out a ton. And I think like, if you are a project that's like trying to get with these like brands, like you kind of got to pitch it that way and what you're providing for them. Cause also like, for instance, it's like DraftKings. There's a reason why they picked us for what we're doing. Part of it is definitely the art because it's super sick. And then the other 50% is everything else that we've done. So it's like 
you kind of got to have both things because when you're talking to brands like that or like Urban Outfitters and things like that, it's like they have thousands of people trying to get to them every week. So it's like, what's the thing that you do or you have that like sets you apart? And it's also like, not just that you're an NFT project because like I have like a very good relationship with Urban Outfitters um, and like my boy that I run a lot of the stuff with, you know, they've been hit up with by a ton of people um, before we talked to them and they were just like, no, I don't even know what this is. It's not cool. The whatever, various different reasons. But because I'm firmly in the web two side of things and then i have a bunch of people that are very good at the web three in my corner we can get together and put these packages that make sense to someone where i don't know like that's the hardest part in my opinion is just like how do you tell these brands like yes we can do something you're familiar with this is why that thing you're familiar with works in web three mm. no i think like you said, it's like a lot of positioning and like having a great angle. Like, of course, that helped that you have a lot of connections over there. I think having someone in a field is always super helpful. But like you said, so many Web3 projects, teams, whatever, are going for these Web2 businesses to be the ones that can kind of like and bring them in and give them exposure in Web3, but vice versa, you know, have that trade-off. And having something that the other person, it's like being able to leverage that is incredibly important. And I think that the way that the Goons did it, DraftKings and uh, uh, Urban Outfitters was incredibly tactful and like done incredibly well. And on the live event, it was very successful. Uh, we have Slogues up on stage, someone who else is working on his own business, who has also, you know, using Web3 and entering Web2. Slogues, what's going on, bro? GM and the PM. I just came up here to, you know, throw my shade at Drew because he never texts or calls or worries about me anymore. Wow. It's, I worry about you because that's, that's why I can't call because I'm making sure your fucking goon bags don't get wrecked. I'll be alive again in January, I promise. Yeah, uh, it's just been a great call. I mean, I'm, I have so much respect for Drew and obviously the whole Krypton Goon team um, about how they build the brand and everything like that. And so I, I take a lot of notes when I am approaching how I'm trying to, you know, expand my brand um, and make it something that's, you know, super prominent in the fields I'm tackling. So just nothing but flowers to all the Goons teams besides Warren. <laughs> this also i'm glad uh that uh slogs came up because that's another thing that we didn't talk about yet that i'm super stoked on and oh uh, thank you yeah yes literally um because it's like you know i've bought bars a couple times they're fucking great and to be able to see someone take their nfts and use it for their own personal brands or projects or art 
is like literally one of the coolest fucking things ever and is also something that like the opposite of what I'm saying with like IRL events and apparel all those things have already exist this has never existed and that's one of the parts that I think is super sick and we'll see a ton more down the road um with goons and other nfts like the alien friends like scholarship thing was super fucking sick and like that's something that is absolutely insane about nfts that i really don't think we've even begun to really tap um in general as a space and it's like the, the potential there is like absolutely absurd and especially if you can become aligned with a brand that does like pop off it i don't know like it's like the ability obviously nike is like an extreme because probably none of us will ever get that fucking big but it's like you have the ability to fucking put nike's logo basically on whatever product that you're making which is not doable like i have stocks i can't use my ownership of stocks to start slapping the nike logo on whatever i feel like it you know yeah no i and i think that's gonna be an exciting part for next year in my opinion like once we start finding a more streamlined approach on how to use ip like for example like with what slogs is doing with op bar like it's going to be really exciting to see another example of like what you can use with your ip and i think that one like i i know the current market is doo-doo but i do think that a great bullish catalyst like if once if it can all be timed right with the proper streamlined approach to utilizing ip whether it's for an energy bar whether it's clothing uh i'm actually in the process of brainstorming of like how to use my ips for my website because i run a film and uh photo company so i'm like what if i can create you know some sort of you know website using my characters to animate and like kind of get people welcomed into like what my production side can do or like on your business cards like something like that that captures your personality i really think that the era of ip usage has not even been tapped in yet like not even like a little bit definitely and i think part of it too is just because uh, all the brands need time to grow because it's like right now there's a huge value in it because you're aligning yourself with like the holders for instance and like i'm sure as soon as the goons branded bars or alien friends or whatever project it is a ton of those people are gonna buy those because it's like everyone wants to support that type of thing and it's like if you're already buying energy bars why would you not buy it from like literally your friends you know but a couple years from now when we're all like established brands that are more mainstream there's an absurd amount of value about being able to do that because now it's like just for instance with us it's like a couple years down the road when we're in instead of like 10 urbans and we're in 
60 or whatever. And then we're, we've been to three complex cons instead of one and all of that type of stuff. Now it's like, there's a more broader mainstream market and you still have the IP to sell to those people too. And like one thing that we're still working out because there's like legal and logistics. Um, but it's like one thing I want to do um, moving into next year is like figuring out how, like, let's see it, say it's the OP bar. It's like we have a giant list of humans that have interacted with us. NFT, buying something from Earth, buying something for us, whatever. And like basically setting up a way where it's like, oh, you're using Goon's branded IP. Well, we're going to market it to all the people that like Goon's and see what happens. You know what I mean? Because it's like the better people use our IP, the more our IP grows. And then also like with Slogs, it's like he's also hitting a market that like, I'm probably not going to know how to hit because I don't eat good and I drink five energy drinks. Well, Drew, I got to ask you. I, I have to ask you. If you're that drinking energy drinks, everybody, what are we drinking? And that's why it's all so sick. What'd you say? Oh, I'm sorry. I think I must have been rugged for like a quick second because I, I thought you mentioned energy drinks and I heard you pause for a second. So I was like, wait a second. I got to know what energies you're, uh, energy drinks you're drinking because I'm about that life as well. So right now I'm heavy on rain, ghost, and Celsius. Um, but I might have to change that down the road for reasons I can't disclose right now. Well, if it helps, but I, I will support whatever energy you bring support to me, I should say. Well, I think what we need is, you know, let's brainstorm right now, guys. We got a thinking pool right here. We got slows. He has energy bars. We got connections into some fitness. Let's let's start an energy drink using Krypton Goon's IP. So I have plans down the line with overpowered to make a not an energy drink per se it's going to have the same nootropics in it but it's going to be more of like a protein meal replacement shake type deal Ooh, so you'll get your I'm energy down. but you're also getting a meal in I can we get that. a group behind that too <laughs> i i would switch to that immediately because i'm purely purely about being efficient I uh, just got a uh, saying hicked me up with his uh, factors meal so I could get a nice discount on there. That saved me a lot of time in my life. Um, yeah, I like being efficient. So if I can just chug that shit and move on, I'm, I'm in. That's the next step. We got to do meal replacements and we got to do energy drinks because I'm actually Drew. You mentioned ghost energy drinks and I'm a big fan of those. Like anything that's sour watermelon. I, I'm a sucker for. Oh yeah, got that that flavor hits hard as fuck. It smacks the mango. Oh, so good. Big window. What's going on, fam? Thank you for pulling up. Hey, yeah. So I know. How you how you doing, Warren? I definitely love like the ideas you guys are kicking around, 
And I would even I would even venture to like add to those ideas, especially when it comes to energy drinks. Like I'm 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 heavy into the the breaking competitions. Like breakdancing is going into the Olympics, but one of the main sponsors for breaking at the at the moment is energy drinks like Red Bull and Monster, and you know th- things of that nature. I would I would challenge someone to create a drink that's a little bit more healthy, um, and and then come into this market you know and take over i mean because you have things like for instance red bull bc1 is is the red bull breaking championships they have a national and a world finals for that and it's right now the biggest dance competition in the world and that's only because they don't have anyone who can like really sufficiently or efficiently um come in and tap into that market effectively so i would say like the ideas that you guys are kicking around when it comes to energy drinks or these shakes and the protein drinks um, things of that nature, like could like you could come into a, a market, especially using these IPs, and actually um, be a pretty pretty significant threat, in my opinion. Yo, I'm about to delete this recorded space so nobody can take these ideas. <laughs> Hell yeah, no, I love that. I'm also like super fucking into obscure sports. I think like on the fun side for one, but also just like the they're similar to nfts where it's like a super like core community so again like they want to support people that are helping them and it's like for me one is like i fucking love this golf and it's like there's nobody really doing anything for that and it's it's just funny because I've watched it grow so much in like the last two years, and then like you're saying with like break dancing, now that's going to be in the limit. It's just like there's there's so much opportunity in those like more like niche markets, or like even like I was going to be on a world chase tag team, but I was too busy with doing so I to drop out. But it's like all that shit is just mad fucking fun. I love weird sports. Dude, it's it's really exciting to see like the different ways that we can really like push the space and get not even more eyes on it, but like thinking about ways that we can just continue to grow, you know, our businesses, grow these brands, grow these ideas. Like I've been seeing people use some of their like IP usage for like beers or like IPAs and like I've seen some of the cans and it looks beautiful like some of the things that you can do with like an IPA or a beer with like the holographic cans I think beverage industry is such an untapped niche or just, not even a niche an untapped industry for NFTs oh definitely I don't know I wish I could remember what the brewery it was but they did um, a bunch of crook branded cans and they are mm. fucking so fucking cool it's crazy oh i'm excited to see you what was it again i'm gonna uh, write it down um crook k-r-o-o-k-z but i forget what the brewery was but they're a super fucking dope nft and i love all those dudes um but i'm sure it's on their twitter somewhere but yeah the cans are so sick and that's what's sick about you know, you're getting when you're using IP and stuff. It's like you're just getting free sick art. Was it like, Bullfrog Creek Brewing? Is that the one? I'm glad you're here. That might be. I, I don't remember. 
but that sounds righter than me saying nothing. There's More so many cool things that. that you could do with different things, though. Like, I see, like, everyone's PFP, and I think of way different things. Like, for example, like, Slogues, like, I don't know if he plans to do anything with his alien friend with a super, like, but with a superhero thing, but, like, that makes, like, for, I've had the OP bar, and that makes sense for an OP bar, or, like, big win. What Wino, do you mean? Like, I already told you what I'm doing with these. I, but I'm not saying anything. I texted you individually. I, I know, but I'm not, I'm... Slogs, I'm trying to protect the secrets, okay? I'm trying to be a good friend. Or, like, I, okay, you derailed me. You derailed now, me. Slugs. Now I'm gonna say, now just leak his whole plan. Yeah, Slogs, just leak it now. Um, if you promise to delete the space. Nah, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I'm gonna, it's gonna be announced once I apply for the alien friend grant. You're gonna get it. I have uh, I have a gut feeling that like if anybody deserves it, like you you deserve it. Like you have a product that is amazing. Uh, again, not trying to pump OP bar, but it is fantastic. I Drew, you've had one, right? Oh yeah, definitely. No, I I like did not not to be rude, but I was like. These probably are gonna taste like shit because Dude, they're good for you. Same. And then I had it, and I was like, same. "Oh damn, this is actually fire." No, well, I'm the I first agree. person to get them. In the goons community, you were worn. Hell yeah. Yeah. See, the the secret is I kind of followed in the footsteps of uh, Coca Cola, and I I put I put cocaine in them. And that's, that's why that's why you like them so much. It's good to take notes from the great. Facts. Now, Drew, I time has run out. It's one o'clock. I want to first say thank you for coming out and hanging out with us. Warren Slokes, thank you for joining us up on stage. Everyone in the crowd, I see Mozzie, Veronica, Scully, Visionary Room, Tofalicious, Fun Machine, Mizuki, uh, a bunch of goons, JNN, Mojuati, Paco, Troop, Matt, uh, Pumpkin Ghost emoji person. I appreciate all of you for being here and hanging out with us. Drew, is there anything you want to leave us off with or anything that you can tease us with? Whatever you want, man. The floor is yours. Uh... Nah, I think that was good. Appreciate y'all <laughs> hanging out with us uh, this, this lunch break time. And uh, I, uh, yeah, we have a bunch of fucking crazy shit to close out the year. And, uh, Hope to see as many goons slash goons adjacent people at them. That's, that's probably the end. Will you be at Art Basel? Yes, we will. Ooh, I hope you guys do something on the weekend because I fly in on a Friday oh, night. Is it? There is, is it... a 95% chance that we will be doing something on the weekend. There's a 100% chance we'll do something Thursday, but that's not very helpful for you. No, that is not very helpful for me. <laughs> but if you guys are going to be there over the weekend, I'm sure that the goons will pull up, do something fun. Ugh, I'm so pissed that I'm not going to be there Thursday. Ugh. Well, at the very least, we'll at least hang out at somebody else's shit. Let's do it. I'm fucking down. Everyone... Thank you all so much for coming, Drew. Thank you for hanging out with us. Everyone, enjoy the rest of your day. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace out, everyone. Thank you, Drew.
Nah, thank you, my G. Peace, y'all. Peace.